Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on the other side of our screen. We're doing a little Zoom action with another massage therapist hanging out in Sudbury. We like Sudbury. We're just talking we, about yeah, that. Yeah, we love Sudbury. I want to go back up there. I like I like doing courses there. Boreal, you're, you're, you're a good place. And, uh, and the kids that run that RMT program up there, they're good people. They are good people. Yeah. We are definitely coming back. Actually, I have a good story for you. Yvonne, are you French? Um, not really. No, not okay, at all. Well, <laughs> not really. No, not really. No, not at all. So the friends, <laughs> the friends that I have in Sudbury are French speaking, and I know there's a lot of French speaking people in Sudbury. And the first contact we had at Boreal was. Um, had a, a very French name. Super French okay. name. And uh, I will spell, I mean, I knew how to pronounce it right away, but it was adorable <laughs> hearing Mark pronounce, pronounce it the first time. I know how to pronounce it, but for me, it's fun to pronounce. Oh, I thought, I really thought that was real. No, 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 no. The first time you read no, it, no, I no. thought you were being for, so serious. For me, for, me it's, for me, it's fun to pronounce French things really wrong. Okay. And now I also, that I know it wasn't real, it's less funny. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, it, no, it still is funny. But I also walk around thinking like, if I don't hear je m'appelle, whatever, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> Okay. That's, the, that's the only thing I understand. Je m'appelle Mark. If I don't hear that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Not see? even. Not even. Not really? Even. You even don't know how to ask for Even the though it sounds so... Not even. Not even. But, well, uh, yeah. So our, our contact at Boreal was Eve. And, you know, it's Y-V-E-S. Like, and hey, so hi. Mark would call him Yves. Can you call that Yves? Oh. But to me, that's that's funny. That's anyway. terrible. It's, it's funny. It's really funny, though, I, I that go, I thought I, you were serious. No, of course not. I... Yeah, I go to the perfume counter and I go to the lady. Can you give me some of that Yves stuff? <laughs> that Yves stuff? Come on. Oh, yeah, I guess you would know that that's not how you pronounce it. Yes. See. So, Amanda, did you have to help him with the pronunciation of my name? No, we actually have a, a friend. Uh, Mark has a close friend named Yvonne. So <laughs> that one was okay. Yvonne. 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 That works. Yeah, of course. Well, okay. So we've introduced our guests unofficially. Uh, hey, everyone. It's yeah, Amanda. It's and we are, we're talking she to hangs out Yvonne. With Yvonne, <laughs> not Yvonne. <laughs> Yvonne is a massage therapist in Sudbury. And a while back, I don't remember the date, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, she sent me an email because uh, she just wanted to know my thoughts or Mark's thoughts on uh, the new standards of practice since we had done an episode uh, when the draft came out. And um, Yvonne actually had some concerns about uh, the way they were written. And so she did what any logical therapist would do and reached out to the practice specialist for some clarification. There was some back and forth. And unfortunately, the entire interaction left her feeling less than satisfied more with the confused? response were from more the college. Than you were when you started? I always feel less than satisfied with the college, but that's just have you me. had have you had a lot of run-ins with the college where you reach out a lot? Um especially during COVID, I've had a few I wanted further clarification with how they were handling some of like the regulations. I just wanted like, Hey, can you just clear this up a little bit? And they just be like, almost kind of like when you did the Oscars and they're like, refer back to your STEM and you're like, okay, well that doesn't really answer my question. Yeah. So, I, could, I, I could read what, what you guys put out. Now I want you to help me interpret it. Pretty much. So let's, before we get into what the concerns were and what you brought to Can them. Can I tell you why I'm confused as to why they wouldn't just help you out a little bit? So for example, because I was doing an MCQ prep with, with, a, with a candidate today, right? She's a grad, she's, she's studying for MCQ, which is her multiple choice examination. For anyone that's not in Ontario, there's two parts to our licensing exam. There's a multiple choice uh, examination, and then there's also your practical examination. So we're doing work with her on her multiple choice examination, and we're going through 
college policies. Right before we did college policies, we went through the RHPA and I was kind of informing her what the RHPA is about, giving her the giving her all that background. And then we were talking about the Massage Therapy Act. And then many of the college policies are actually just rewritten or the common language used to interpret parts of the Massage Therapy Act. So Based on that alone, I feel like, why wouldn't the college interpret some of the stuff that they've been putting out if someone reaches out to ask? I mean, they do that. That's what some of their policies are. Do they say to themselves, why are we writing a policy? Go just look up the Massage Therapy Act. Why bother? No, they took the time out to create a policy, which is really just reflective of the law. So why would they do this to a member? It doesn't make sense to me. Now well, that I just now well, that you just said that I'm like here are you fucking kidding me to discuss. But why before, don't people just do their fucking job? You sorry, you I'm need to not started. rant yet. We are only what we're only a couple minutes into this episode. He put out a clip this afternoon um, from the most recent episode we recorded, and I sat here and counted the number of times that he dropped the f bomb in 40, what, 40, 40, 48, 48 seconds. seconds, seven times. It's different. Wow. I, that was a rant, and that it was, was a that rant. Was a well deserved rant. It was yes, and especially on a day like today. Um, Anyway, before we get into trying to figure out um, what Yvonne's concerns were and what the practice specialist told her, you know, the three of us just kind of wanted to have a discussion to see, you know, are there issues with the way the standards are written? Are they fine? It, does it provide enough of a of a framework for therapists? And Yvonne and Mark will have an interesting insight because both of them have taught in formal education before. That was an aspect that I don't think I was seeing it the same as you two right at the beginning, you know, just based on our emails, because my level of involvement in formal education was a clinic supervisor. Although even, you know, some of the stuff you said, now I'm thinking back and I I think I agree with you a little bit more than I initially did when we started talking, Yvonne. So um, before we start with all this, let's get an introduction of you. Give us a little bit of background, how long you've been practicing, what type of practice you have, all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. Um, I've been practicing for just over six years now. Uh, CCMH uh, graduate, 2015. Very sad when the school closed last year. Um, it's kind of like a little bit kind of like home. Um, I used to be a dance major, so I went to George Brown College originally for dance. Had every injury under the sun. Had physio, had massage, had Cairo, and was like, hey, this stuff is really cool. Um, but there's a big gap between. George Brown College and Massage College. So I was a bartender and went to Australia and Europe and did all the things that you're supposed to do in your 20s and probably not supposed to do in your 20s. And then came back <laughs> and was like, all right, let's get serious. Let's go back to school. Right on. And uh, then the pandemic happened and I was like, okay, over with Toronto and here I am. And that's kind of me in a nutshell. Why Sudbury? Do you, did you already have family there or was it just a, a- place that you really love um no family my best friend lives up here and she's been kind of like pulling my hair I guess for a few years being like come visit me in Sudbury and uh, I recently got into running and trail running and all of the best trails are up here so it just kind of seemed like a natural progression to yeah. come up here my guess would have been it's big enough and then it's far enough so therefore, yes, why not? That type of thing. Why not? It's big enough and it's fine. You are like partially living Mark's dream. I'm sure if you've partially. listened to a lot of our episodes, you know, we always talk about the idea that we're not sure we want to be forever Torontonians, but then I get afraid to leave and then he tries to convince me. And, you know, it's this whole tug of war we have going on. But um, I lose we've been once again 
talking about the idea within the next two years of relocating, but we're just not sure where. But uh, yeah, that's sort of his dream to get out of Toronto and find somewhere that just makes sense for our lifestyle and somewhere we'll we'll really love. Like, I love that you love Sudbury, right? Oh, I love Sudbury. That's love awesome. Like, just completely immersed in the northern culture, like ski in the winter, snowshoe, skate, hike all the trails, canoe, camp, like... If I can be in the backcountry, I would like come see me in the backcountry and I'll massage you in a tent. Like that would be my dream job. <laughs> I would go for a massage in a tent. That's not a bad idea, actually. That's not a bad idea. Maybe really? not in the tent, like outside the tent with a campfire going. And then, you know, he goes sleep in the tent afterwards. That I makes like sense, yeah. I like all of those things. Well, why don't we jump right into it then? So, Yvonne, why don't you explain to everybody um, the initial email you sent me, um, you know, your particular concern that you started with was surrounding breast massage. So I thought, why don't we start there with what your concern was and sort of what you asked the college for assistance with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that goes a bit more into like my clinical practice, which I didn't get too much into. So I have done most of my continuing education courses in perinatal care. So I've done Cindy McNeely's trimesters courses. Me too. For doula courses. Yay. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, and then I did some other training to further develop um, my breast massage skills because it's mainly about confidence. It's not really more techniques, but it's really getting comfortable kind of navigating that anatomy and just being confident talking to clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of external pelvic floor massage courses. So I can talk to my clients and be like, okay, what pain in your lower back, where else could it be coming from? And then kind of gearing their treatment plan. So, uh, I don't mind signing for breast con- like consent for breast massage, totally behind that. Uh, where I was concerned when they released the new standards of practice is how they worded that the client now has to request the assessment and the treatment of breast tissue. And I found that that contradicted getting informed consent because we need to provide all treatment options. So unless we explain to them all of their options, then they can't really request it. And it's kind of like this back and forth, like double-edged sword. They have to request it, but they don't know to request it unless if we tell them about it. So it's kind of like this weird looped circle if that makes any sense. Do either of you have the standards up right now? Like I want to know exactly what this wording was because I hear what you're saying. So you were saying that, you know, breast massage is something that you do quite often in your practice. You find it valuable. So it'd be something you would suggest to a client when it's indicated, you'd explain it to them, you'd have them sign the special consent and proceed. What you're saying is the way the standard is written is saying um, assessment and treatment of breast tissue needs to be requested by the patient before you do that. And so your concern was, well, how will they know to request it if they don't know that they need it or that it's an option? Like they're not the ones that are supposed to know that it's indicated, right? Correct. So for instance, I had a client who came in this week with lower back pain, not even like chest pain, nothing. And then I kept asking her more and more questions. And eventually um, we kind of discovered that when she's in pain, she gets atypical breathing. She holds her breath. And then all of her pain is in the chest. So I kind of um, got comfortable with her enough to ask, like, is it okay if we work on the chest tissue? And she's like, absolutely. Whatever you feel is needed for the treatment. And again, I reconfirm that, are you comfortable with me working on the chest? And if we include breast tissue, explain to her everything that we would be doing and then got her consent. 
Now, under the new standard, I don't know if I'd be allowed to do that. A client comes in with lower back pain, says they have difficulty breathing. She's not requesting breast massage. Would I allow be allowed to ask her, is this a treatment plan that you'd be comfortable with? So let me just read this so Amanda has an idea of what we're talking about. Okay, so the, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario have redone the standards of practice. And in redoing the standards of practice, which I want to talk about a little bit later too, they're getting rid of all the old standards, which includes the technique standards, which I'm really confused about, by the way, because the technique standards are kind of used as a benchmark to grade things like the licensing. I know you weren't involved in the email thread, but that was the other thing that Yvonne and I discussed in our emails. So so that's something that I want to wrap about. But this is in the standard uh, that's titled... Uh, prevention of sexual abuse and you can also see some of this stuff probably in this in the standard that says uh, talks about professional boundaries in this uh, standard of practice prevention of sexual abuse if you go down to section 10 is where it starts to talk about the sensitive areas and specifically section 11 is going to be talking about what we're saying here so in this particular section the RMT may only treat sensitive areas when and then pertaining to breast massage the RMT obtains the client's written informed consent consent prior to every assessment and or treatment of sensitive areas, including the upper inner thighs, the chest, the chest wall musculature, and the breast tissue. Breasts must not be touched except when assessment and or treatment of the breast is requested by the client for a clinically indicated reason. For example, surgical intervention, so on, so on, so on. Okay, so I I see where Yvonne's confusion is then because, yes, if somebody had just had surgery and says to you, can we work on my scar tissue? Or if, you know, somebody has, you know, um, issues after uh, like postpartum, then they might then say, is there anything you can do? But as Yvonne's saying, somebody who comes in for different types of pain and then through her own assessment and um, gathering information from the patient figures breast massage might be indicated here. You're wondering, like, is this inappropriate then for you to bring it up? Because the way the standard is written, it's saying "Mm, this should only be done if they ask you for it. Correct. What do you think, Mark? Where I'm also confused is why, and like, this goes back to when they changed this, um, not the standards of practice, but when they updated getting written consent for all sensitive areas. Why is breast such a sensitive area? Like if somebody's going to be massaging my high adductors and my groin region, they better have a really good reason. And they like, it better be requested by me that they're massaging close to my pubic bone. I don't understand you know why what? breast is more of a sensitive area than anything else. I think we can make the argument for anything that that's in the sensitive area category. So, yeah. so this the College of Massage Therapists, um, they they put out I can't remember 2017 2018. They came out with this this consent for sensitive areas, written consent. It's actually not new, right? So the college used to have this as a position statement and there's 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 a couple different there's a couple things that we probably need to clear up so there's a difference between legislation which is healthcare law right the massage therapy act the rhpa the regulated health professions act and so on that's legislation then we have things like college policy which are kind of like rules and regulations for the members and a lot of times the college policy like i was hinting at before is actually stuff that's based on the massage therapy act okay mm-hmm. and then the college has these other documents that are called position statements and position statements are not legislation they're not college bylaws they are not policy the position statements are the opinion of counsel 
in other words, the council on the college has come up with their opinions and they've documented these opinions on certain things because according to them, they've been asked about these things several times and there is no real answer in the legislation or in policy or those so types of things. So they're just giving you their so position So they give you it. their position on it. This is the position of the college. So the 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 treatment and assessment of the, cons- the written consent for assessment and treatment of sensitive areas originally was a position statement. So that was something that they suggested you do. Position statements are never something that you have to follow because right. they're not rules and regulations. They're not, they're not, it's not legislation. But the college was always very, very clear saying, hey, if you decide to not follow a position statement, then be prepared to tell us why if anything ever happens. Like be able to stand and deliver and explain yourself. And then when Bill 87 came out, I think it's Bill 87, Protecting Patients Act, basically, right? Then all the colleges did this whole kind of 180 on transparency before when there was any allegations of sexual abuse they were never published like any other college investigation it was always left until the decisions were being made whether someone was guilty or not and then they would publish it and just to kind of you know you're guilty until proven innocent type of thing but all the colleges since protecting patients act they went the other way around you're innocent yeah (laughs) well maybe not anymore not anymore exactly (laughs) right so you're innocent until proven guilty and then all the colleges did a 180 with this and they said you know what we need to be very transparent and I understand why they would because the general public would be like hey if someone has allegations against them like I would like to know that I would like to be able to find that out that way I can decide do I want to put myself in, 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 in space with that particular person so my question is, like, the same way you feel about breast tissue and you like, well, why would that be considered a sensitive area? To be honest with you, I wish I was a fly on the wall during council meeting because how did they determine gluteal region superior medial thigh, so the upper adductors, superior adductors, gluteal region, anterior chest wall? Like, like why would those be considered sensitive areas and maybe not, I don't know, inferior abdomen? Like, isn't that just as sensitive possibly? And aren't sensitive areas sometimes just based on a person? I think- they are based on a person and um and when it comes to consent i mean every therapist out there would agree that no matter where you're treating sensitive or not we're we're getting consent so yes i like i said like mark said i understand why they would have this position with the written consent for certain areas how they determined what's sensitive i don't think we'll ever know that but i did want to say after now hearing the wording of the standard yeah Yes, I understand what you're saying, but the way I'm reading that is you can't assess or treat breast tissue. However, there's nothing that says you can't bring it up in conversation. And that's what my question was to the CMTO was, can you bring it up in conversation? Like, this is how it's worded, but can I still talk to the client about it? And that's when they wrote back, yes, absolutely, use your professional judgment. And then that's where the whole conversation came about with professional judgment. And I was a bit more confused by that because the standards are not just for the RMTs, but they're for the public. And if I'm confused by this, are the public not also confused? And they shouldn't have to use their professional judgment reading the standards of practice. That's not their obligation. It should be transparent if that's what protecting the public is all about. I think you would have a pretty, I, I get what you're saying, but in that circumstance, like now really like listening to how it's written, I think that... If you've done everything the way you're supposed to do, if you've gotten the informed consent, if you've had them sign the form and the 
assessment and treatment of the breast tissue was indicated and you had a very clearly documented justification in your treatment notes as to why this was part of the treatment and the discussion you had with the client, in any case, there you hadn't done anything wrong. Like the, the standard doesn't say you can't be the one to suggest it, but I know what you mean because the you're saying, is it... I don't even know if it even says that. Breasts must not be touched except when assessment and or treatment of the breast is is requested by the clients for clinically for clinically indicated reasons. I think it's Let that part of hers if it's saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it cannot the breast can't even be assessed unless the client has requested. So what Yvonne was trying to ask the practice specialist is well if it's, can I no, suggest no, 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 no. the it's assessment? Actually, it's actually saying something a little different though. The way I'm just kind of I'm just going to skim through a little bit again. So the it's saying your breast tissue someone's breast tissue cannot be touched unless we are assessing or treating it. Now the client would have to the, I know where you're going with this because it does say this. The client would have to request some sort of assessment and treatment. And you're saying, hey, most patients and clients might not be mindful enough to recognize that breast tissue is playing a role in whatever their concerns might be. Right. So they are not mindful enough to ask about it. Like, can you can you do an assessment on my breast tissue? Can I or suggest can... the assessment? Right. Because it's it's worded that exactly. no, you can't suggest the assessment. It the says client you can't, has to. It says you can't touch. It says you can't touch. That's why I'm say. saying like. Oh, I, it doesn't. Okay, now I see where you're going. It doesn't say that you can't talk about it. Yes. It says you can't. I just I don't find that very clear. Like you really have to get into it to really understand. Yeah, exactly. It. If three of us read it and we all kind of misinterpreted, or we're all interpreting it differently the first time, yeah. and then we all read it again and we all interpret it slightly different the second time, <laughs> and then we kind of come up to, with a general consensus of what we think it means by the fifth time reading Can through. I ask if all three of us are also overanalyzing this? No, we probably are. I'll tell you why, though. You have to overanalyze things to. like this because when it comes down to a complaint or a discipline hearing, like your ability to analyze this stuff is really, is really, really freaking important. It is really important. Yeah. Right? How do you know you're on the right side of right here? Well, you don't unless you stop to and analyze these things. And that is Yvonne's problem with you know her communication. Is they said use your professional judgment. That's now, it. can I use that as my defense? Well, I use my professional judgment because I have it documented in an email that the standard specialist says use your professional judgment. So this is really strange because at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of I feel hmm, when it comes down to okay, how do I want to say this? How do I want to say this? There are certain things that constitute misconduct. And I think a lot of therapists may be foggy on the idea of, hey, I'm doing something that is that is not per that that isn't the best idea, and I'm doing something that is considered misconduct, right? And then so the the the, the discipline for something that is like going against a standard or the discipline for something that uh, uh, basically not following a standard down to the T is is really different than what would be considered professional misconduct. Does, does that make sense? So yes. for example, so if Yvonne yes. were just to dis, you know have a client on the table and suddenly undrape breast tissue and start treating, right. that is a problem. That's a problem. Versus you interpreting the standard one way, doing everything you possibly can to make sure exactly. that it's professional and that again, as long as it's been indicated and everything's documented, I don't think 
any you would I don't even think you'd have to defend yourself. And, but if you ever if you ever had to defend yourself on something like this and it didn't come up well for you, I think it would end in something like an oral caution or it might end with like a public reprimand, right? Versus a versus a a discipline hearing of of professional misconduct. But just going back to like what you um what you were saying earlier, it's just yeah. like I just wanted a clear answer from exactly. the CMTO. Like why why not just answer the question? I'll even do one better. Why not even just have the discussion that we're having now? Like why couldn't it be like okay, well I don't understand it. This is how I'm interpreting it. Well, can you explain to me how the college interprets it? Like why can't that be a back and forth discussion? That would someone just do your fucking job. You're the practice specialist. <laughs> You know what? Maybe maybe they're being like overwhelmed. Like I can't even imagine how many emails they're getting daily. But it's still their job exactly. to answer our question. Whether you're overwhelmed or not, you have a duty as uh, having that title as a as as an employee of the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario. Your, your title is practice specialist, and your job is to help with members that have difficulty understanding and navigating things like this. And exactly. we just fucking sat down together, you know, and we're not getting paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Yvonne will tell you when she first emailed me, um, I was sort of on the side of the practice specialist initially saying, well, you know, on one hand, I get what you're saying. But I said, on the other hand, I think this is a good thing. I think that RMTs do need to learn to rely a little bit more on themselves. And they are autonomous. and They are healthcare professionals. And I think use your professional judgment is an answer in itself because we all should be intelligent enough to figure that out. Then I backpedaled a little bit the further we talked, but I, I would say like the practice specialist in this case, like said, yes, you can do that and use your professional judgment, but there should have been, I agree with both of you now, there should have been more of a discussion because if Yvonne was unclear on the wording, she's not the only one. Exactly. And I'm not. I've, I've spoken to a few different RMTs about this that also do breast massage work and they're thrown off by this. So right. it's it's not a solo thought here. Especially because you're not approaching the practice specialist saying, hey, I don't understand this. Tell me what this means. You're saying, I've read it. I've tried to make heads or tails of it. This is my... Ent- In other words, you're not just saying, tell me what this is about. You're saying, I've done the work here and I still have questions. Right. Can you assist me with this at this moment? And that's how I've asked pretty much every single one of my questions to the practice specialist. I've looked at like... Here's my question, and I, I refer to five different standards of practice. Can you please point me in the direction of the standard that I might be missing to better answer my question? And then they still give me, like, so I've shown them my work, that I have read the standards, and then they still give me an empty answer. And I find that infuriating. Well, let's move on to the next part of the that complaint, hurts, because this bit. was the one where, again, once again, my initial thought was, well, I'm not really seeing such an issue with this. Can we can we can we pause for one second? Yes. Are you a member of the RMTAO? Just had a question. I am. Did you ever approach them and say, "Hey, I've gone to the practice specialist and I haven't had much assistance with it. Do you guys have any insight as to, you know, how this can be interpreted?" Just out of curiosity. I mean, it's not the RMTAO's job to do that. But. It didn't even it didn't even cross my mind actually. I don't know why, but I thought that you guys would be more helpful, so I sent <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know about well, more, more helpful, you. but we are willing to sit here and work through it with no, you. No, when you guys give your honest opinions, like I've asked, I think I've asked Mark a few questions on Instagram. I'm like, hey, which acupuncture program should I do? And you're blunt, you're to the point. If you need something answered, it's just, no, there's no it. like, there's no sugarcoating. Yeah, I get it. No, definitely. And as I said, like, I'm not saying this to make it sound like Yvonne, I don't know her. We met just tonight on Zoom. I know her through social media. I don't know her, but we had a very constructive, email conversation right like I wasn't even necessarily agreeing with what you were saying at first but we went back and forth enough where then I started to understand your points a little bit further and I was like this this warrants a discussion let's actually talk about this live versus back and forth through email and I think that's all you were really looking for was somebody to help you through it a little somebody whose job it is to help you through it just a little bit not that I'm ever like I'm not worried about misconduct, but like I do work in sensitive areas. I just want to make sure all my bases are covered. Yeah, exactly. It's not that you should worry about misconduct, but when, especially when dealing with sensitive areas, you could be doing something absolutely perfectly fine and nothing's wrong and it's still not going to stop someone from complaining about you. So now, especially when you get into areas that are considered sensitive in nature, you know, that can be, that can be something you just want to make sure I've got all my I's dotted, T's crossed. Is that the way the saying goes? Yeah, that was today. right. Not, That's right. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. You know what, though, even misconduct or complaints aside, it's also a sign of your professionalism, right? You want to make sure that if you're doing things, you're doing things the way you're supposed to be. Absolutely. And that should be rewarded. And that should, you know, should it be sh- rewarded? Not rewarded. Because I know doing Mark doesn't like to give to. anybody a gold star for just doing their I'm, job. I'm sorry. I'm not clapping at the end of the, the flights when they land the plane. Like you just, all you did was your job, buddy. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. No one, no one gets up and claps at the end of my massage treatment. Why? Because all I did was my job. <laughs> Yeah, but your job didn't include, uh, what was it that I laughed so hard at yesterday? Mm. An airplane is essentially just a building tossed on its side and thrown from one place to the other. Your job does not include carrying a bunch of people okay, that have okay. been thrown from one place to the other and gotcha. getting them there without dying. I get it. I get it. I've never, I've never heard that example of an airplane before. I cried laughing. It was so good. Um, Fucking but, Claire Dunphy, eh? but, Yeah. I, I, for once, didn't want to like admit that the things that amuse me are stupid sitcoms but yeah that was it i was watching i was watching my usual night so i i deal with you know a small bit of anxiety i've been pretty honest about that what in, in a lot of our episodes and the only thing that like some nights if i'm like really really high strung the only thing that i can do is watch reruns of sitcoms that i've seen a million billion times so we were watching some episode of Modern Family that I've seen over and over and over again, yet I never caught this line and I laughed so hard. Claire was af- afraid to fly and she said, <laughs> I get it. I get that flying safe. But at the end of the day, an airplane is a building um, thrown on its side and then tossed from one place to another. And I was like, yes. That's a terrible analogy. <laughs> Anyway, so my point is, no, maybe not that she should be rewarded, but I think as the college, if you're getting calls like this, and I recognize they are busy, as Yvonne said, but if you're getting calls with somebody who's saying, listen, I just want some clarification because I want to make sure that my practice is following the standards and that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. This is how I interpreted this. Can you clarify? And so now I, you know, I can really understand the frustration of use your professional judgment. You're like, well, I did. That's why I called you. That was some pretty good judgment, but (laughs) (laughs) fail. The next piece, 
this yeah. piece, oh I know Mark will have things to say oh, about. Oh, I might have some rants too, but that's okay. Yes. And I want to hear them because this piece, as I said, initially, I was like, I don't see the problem. So Yvonne made mention of the fact that, of what you just did, that the technique standards no longer exist. Right. And I was like, well, I don't see a big deal. Like, we don't need to be told exactly how to effleurage. We don't need, you know, because I was reading some of the technique standards and I was like, well, this is just stupid. Like, you know, we, on the body. Right. I was like, we can obviously figure this out. We're smarter than that. And I was like, use your professional judgment in this scenario, in my opinion, makes sense. But then Yvonne went further into it and said, well, I was an instructor and right. the way I teach my students, the way I prepare them to go do their licensing exams is based on these specific technique standards. Okay. And now I have nothing to say, well, this so is where this came from. I do have an answer for that. And the answer is going to be in the intra-jurisdictional competency document, basically. So that I would maybe use as a substitute for the technique standards. So basically that intra-jurisdictional... Ooh, Ooh okay. that was a good word. Fucking say it. <laughs> the jurisdictional competency document is the document that is that is being used to standardize massage therapy education across all of the regulated provinces and even the unregulated provinces mm -hmm. and that's okay. the document that's being used to accredit schools and the whole the whole point is the, the goal was to have all of these massage therapy programs accredited and that way we know that the content that they're teaching is all basically the same type of stuff it would standardize the licensing exam right across the board for all the regulated provinces and it would make mobility really easy for a massage therapist to move from places like PEI which is which is regulated New Brunswick which is regulated Newfoundland and uh, Newfoundland Labrador regulated Ontario and BC like those are the regulated provinces right so that would be the idea so it just hit me now that that's probably what I would use as your baseline for stuff like that because the college has accepted this is what we are examining at at this point. And just to clarify, like, um, from what Amanda said, I was, um, assistant teaching instructor. So it was a lot of like the proctoring of exams right. where like when you learn how to mark, like when the steep, the mark students, when they're doing their practical exams, it's all coming from like the standards, from the technique yep. standards, what they're saying, what they're doing, how Absolutely. they're doing it, how deep they're going. So when the standard was just kind of taken away and I was confused and I it was included to the email to the practice specialist there's no more standards of practice I may not be teaching anymore right. but I was confused because like there's still massage schools out there where are they going to get this information from and I didn't realize that that was another document but but even still I mean look they should still because there's all the standards of practice don't just serve as the benchmark for a, a, a marking rubric for a, an examination but they also serve as the baseline of of performance that needs to be there that the general public can go look and say, Hey, this is how this thing was supposed to be done. Someone did this thing on me. And I don't know if that was done correctly. Like I can go and understand, did they follow protocol and procedure the way it's intended to be done? The tricky part there is the variety, if that's the right word that exists now amongst therapists yes. and their techniques. Like what we learn in school is very baseline and majority of therapists I know don't treat that way. You know, the techniques they're using are techniques they learned in advanced CU classes. Like it's not 
so I don't know how well that would even work the other, for the public. The other thing that gets called into question is the validity of the techniques that are taught in school. Right. So, for example, like what is this trigger point thing that you're doing if current research is suggesting that maybe we need to look at trigger points differently? Or, what is this yeah. cross-fiber friction thing that you do for the purpose of scar tissue work? Like, What's the narrative behind that and does it make sense? And I think when you put it all together and the college is making a really good stab at being more evidence-informed. Yep. And I think a big part of them doing this stuff is trying to clean up their documents on this end to get rid of anything that could be questioned about, hey, that doesn't seem so evidence-informed. Therefore, yeah. really, what are your members doing? I think that And I think I had mentioned that in our emails, too, about some of the technique standards, if they still existed, they would have to be updated. You know, like, for example, as I said, I just read, like, the Eflorage one and, you know, things like the strokes must go towards the heart and all of that stuff where we're like all based on the concept do they? Of, of your massage treatment moving venous blood flow throughout the body right. right so it definitely goes against the direction they're trying to go and i you know as i've said before i understand where the college is trying to go and why they're like Mark was mentioning before we even started recording tonight with you, Yvonne, he was like, the standards aren't even written like standards anymore, right? Oh. It's, it's no. The standards are very strange right now, at least at least the way massage therapists are really used to seeing standards. Because I, I recently wrote a, wrote a course um, for, it's not really for the College of Registered Psychotherapists, but they, they need- It's for their members. It's for their members because they needed to send their members to, for, to do a SCURP, right? To do any type of course for record keeping. So I had to sit down and go through all of their standards. I mean, obviously they're not manual therapists, so their standards are going to are gonna be different than ours, but I, the new standards kind of look very similar to, 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 to that, and they're a relatively new college. Um, but my biggest thing was the, the code of ethics. The, the new code of ethics is actually really strange to me because it doesn't feel like a code of ethics. The new code of ethics, I don't know if you ever a chance to, to look at the new code of ethics, the newer code of ethics document that came out that's in full effect. And if you haven't, your strive is kind of based on, on the new code of ethics. The code of ethics document actually feels more like standards of practice than codes of ethics, to be honest with yeah, you. I mixed that up. I was going to say the new standards is like the code of ethics. Yeah, the, code the other of, way around. The code of ethics yeah. is riddled with like standards of practice material versus ethical frameworks that are meant to be in a code of ethics. It was really confusing to me, but I, do, I kind of understand why. They're written very much like BC's standards of practice too. So when, when they released this, I kind of did my research and right. looked at other documents to kind of see what other colleges were doing. And I don't know if I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but BC doesn't have any standards um, technique standards anymore either. I'm just going to believe you on that because I don't know. I didn't say a word because I also don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll put it this way. Like BC always does their own thing in relation to what Ontario does. They have for the most part, for the most part. But there are other provinces like Newfoundland that base everything they do on Ontario to, okay. such, to such a point that if you write a licensing exam in Newfoundland, Ontario would also consider that an attempt here, that type of thing. Like, that's how similar it is. Newfoundland bases what they do on Ontario. Yeah, I must also. This is just a, a random story, but well, I, was, I, like I contacted... Two um, therapists. I contacted <laughs> the college in PEI to see, like, hey, like, do you guys have an approval process for continuing ed courses? Because we were thinking maybe we'll 
start traveling around Canada with the courses. So we, I had been in contact with some associations and some colleges. And my answer from um, PEI was like, if you guys are good in Ontario, you're good here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not in those words, but yeah, essentially. (laughs) It would have been better if those were the actual words. If you guys are good with the David David Letterman dumb guy. Uh, If you got, you guys were good enough in Ontario, you're good enough here. Well, no, they said uh, have a lobster, eat a potato. He said, "Oh no, he said if you if you guys are approved in Ontario, and so I had to explain like." Uh, you know, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario doesn't approve continuing ed courses. And then our conversation kind of went flat because I don't think they knew what to say after that. (laughs) (laughs) Then they're like, do I have to answer this now? Like, how do I answer this? (laughs) Anyway, so yes, BC BC standards don't have techniques either. Anna Green Gables, what? Anna Green Gables. Oh, we're back on PEI. Sorry, it. sorry, sorry. Mark's I didn't, traumatized. I didn't we moved okay. along. Mark's traumatized because I made him go to Anne of Green Gables many, many years ago. And he was like, I'm not sure why I'm here. Who is this girl? Why do I care about her? Why am I here? Is this in PEI at least? Yes. Yeah, we've been out there. We 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 actually really love PEI. We used to drive out there for long weekends. Like it, it would be, it would be Labor PEI Day many yeah, times. It'd be Labor Day weekend. We're like, let's jump into the car Thursday night. We'll get there Friday afternoon. We'll hang out for a day and a half, and we'll drive back. We were we were kind of stupid, but that's the way it rolled. And Mark's been trying to convince me to move to PEI for the last few weeks, but. Um, Something in my soul is telling me not PEI. No, it has to be Sudbury. It does. It might have to be. How did you feel? I have to ask you this then. How did you feel when they first came out with this massive, remember when they came out with the massive document, the the prevention of sexual abuse? It was like 20 pages long. But then one part of it that really never sat right with me, especially about the breast massage, and then I can imagine you must have been fucking livid where they weren't just saying like patient needs to request it. They were saying pretty much you can only do breast massage if this is the condition yeah. or this or this. or In other words, they took away completely. Now there's zero professional judgment. Exactly. They totally took away the autonomy of the therapist to decide from a therapeutic standpoint, like, hey, this is something that I think I would like to discuss with my patient. And they essentially gave you a list of things saying, unless these things are present, then don't even bother talking about breast massage. Um, I almost, so that was 2017. I think something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I was two years out of school and I almost wanted to retire. I was that upset. I was like, they've pretty much taken away everything that I want to do as a massage therapist. Cause that was what I was really passionate about was uh, women's health. And this document came out and I was devastated. I'm like, I can't do anything that I really want to be doing and how I really want to be helping people. And I felt like they cut me off at the knees and I was like, all right, let's go back to school. It's so, it's so interesting. It's so interesting because massage, it's like, even with the, with the consent for treatment and assessment of sensitive areas, I don't think it does what they want it to do. No, we've had this discussion with many therapists and the consensus seems to be the mark was missed. It's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. In fact, it's actually probably going in the opposite direction. It's giving someone it's giving a a therapist like a, well, look, they signed the form. So you can do whatever you want and then they can always fall back to they sign for consent for it. I wonder if they'll ever pull that back. I wonder if there's ever going to be a moment of, you know what, guys? We got it wrong. We're going to make it right now. Like, we got it wrong. I wish you were looking at the screen. Yvonne's facial expressions were like, yeah, no, they're not going to do that. I feel like hell is going to freeze over before that happens. Really? 
it's it's to me it's so big of uh, an organization like that to be like you know what we thought we were doing the right thing and after and after some analysis we recognized that that was probably not the best but thing you know what they know. have been contacted by the rmtao by rmts people have posted it on social media like several people like pro not protest but uh, petitions, petitions, whatever that yeah, thing yeah, is. Like yeah. <laughs> they know, they know from us that we have vocalized that what they're doing is not for the public's best interest, and they're they're either choosing not to listen to us or they're not acknowledging their mistakes. I think they probably need an alternative. They need not just enough people to say this is a bad idea. This is why we think it doesn't work. I think they need enough people to say this is a bad idea. This is why it doesn't work. This is something that you might want to consider instead. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Because it's one thing to constantly get like this is this is horrible. This is horrible. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. And no ideas are being offered. Although we recognize it's not our job to come up with the ideas, council might better receive it that way in terms of like, hey, there are some really viable suggestions here. Maybe, I'm maybe curious next though why the CMTO that. was the only college to mandate signatures the way that they did compared to the chiropractic college and the physiotherapy college. You you talk to physiotherapists and they just get verbal consent for everything. I think there's a lot... Hmm. I- like, we're trying so hard to make ourselves at like the same part in the medical field. We also have more a potential, like I'm just looking at it from that side of like, we have people disrobed, we have draping, you know, whereas when you go for a physiotherapy appointment, most likely you're probably in athletic clothing. I'm just trying to think of some of the justifications, right? Like we've got people disrobed. So we're talking breast massage. We're then exposing a person's breast tissue, which I mean... In a massage setting or not in a massage setting, I think publicly it's accepted that women don't walk around with their breasts hanging out. So that would be a more vulnerable position. And so, you know, like a physiotherapist working on um, somebody's anterior chest, they're most likely not saying, okay, pull your breast out. I think it's got a lot to do with the responsibilities that are granted onto, onto those professions. So for example, those professions are able to do certain controlled acts. Massage therapists aren't, right? So chiropractors, they can do controlled acts, whether it's a grade five manipulation or even just the use of the title doctor. A physiotherapist, if if you're rostered, you can do a controlled act of internal internal work, work, right? Which by the way, it's really easy to get rostered for internal work. It's insane. Because we have a pelvic health course for manual therapists that are taught by two pelvic floor physiotherapists, I approached them and I said, can we create a course for physiotherapists that involve internal work? And they said, I don't know. I don't know how the college goes about that, how the college goes about approving that. And I called up the College of Physiotherapists of Ontario and I had a discussion. I said, hey, I'm, I'm a course provider and, I'm, uh, and I run a continuing education company. I want to know, do I need to get approval of anything to teach an internal course for physiotherapists? And if I did, would they have a difficult time getting rostered? And the answer was absolutely not. If you create the content and they take the course, then they can apply to be rostered and it shouldn't be any issue at all for them to get rostered to do internal work. So it's not even that. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But I, that's my answer as to why I think massage therapists might have you know to jump through extra hoops for sensitive areas i think massage therapists in a lot of scenarios have to jump through hoops that other professionals don't and you know it's been it's been a part of this contentious 
fight, I guess, that massage therapists are always well, going on about, let's, let's about like not being regarded when, on the same when playing I'm, field. When I'm right? with my romantic partner, it's not like I'm saying, can you throw the TENS machine on my chest? Because that's going to feel so good. I don't go to the chiropractor, my chiropractor wife and say, can you do that adjustment to my SI joint? That's so great. But I will go to my, my, my significant other and say, how about you massage this part? How about you to massage? So I, I understand jumping through the She extra usually days. says no. <laughs> She's the worst. <laughs> She's so the worst that it, the requests don't even happen. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The I'm kidding. worst. I'm kidding. If, if it hasn't been discussed here, I know it's been discussed other places that maybe massage should just be taken out of our title. And that's like a discussion for a completely different day. We have discussed that. And there are people who agree with that because just the word massage it already holds um, a picture so, in the yeah, public's mind, right? Like this is what massage is. So our title being massage therapist, when massage is one of the things that we do to treat clients, right. it's for a lot of us well, the predominant thing, but you hear massage, you think a certain thing. The problem is, at least the way I see it, in North America, and I'll, I'll, because massage worldwide is kind of universal. We touch the skin with some greasy stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the way it is if you go in South America. That's the way it is if you go in Asia. That's the way it is if you go in Europe. You're touching the skin with greasy shit, right? So that's, that's generally accepted what massage is. I think our profession in North America is evolving way faster than, than the definitions are. Right. Mm -hmm. It's we don't just massage and it's very common knowledge that that's just a modality is what we do. We also do a whole bunch of other things that fit within our scope of practice. So the evolution of what we do is moving way faster, way faster than the definitions are changing yeah, and the standards of practice are changing and everything else. So do I hope to see a day when I'm when I'm when I'm six feet under that it's not a massage therapy diploma? It's a manual therapy diploma. Mm -hmm. Sure. That'd be freaking fabulous. Right. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, you know, in different parts of the world, when you're doing things like manual therapy or, quote, unquote, in the States, medical massage, or what did yeah. Daniel call it in Australia? What is oh, it called there? Oh, my... Um... It's mild, mild therapy or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Good episode, right? by the way. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> well, let's, let's thank Daniel. He made it. Yes. <laughs> it's all you, Daniel. But, um, Yvonne, what I want to do is let you talk a little bit about um, some of the back and forth you had with them and what ultimately what were you really hoping to get you know with the conversation about the technique standards you know going away from just the breast massage all of this what were you hoping to get and what were you left with <laughs> well I was honestly just hoping for clarification so I wrote to them initially just about um, the breast massage area I was curious about why it was just breast tissue that needed the extra kind of a little bit more, right? Everything else is just signed consent and then breast tissue is like, unless the client requests it, which means you're hyper-sexualizing the breast tissue, which is, doesn't need to be sexualized any more than it already is. And their, their response back wasn't really clear. I just wanted clarification about what that wording was and if I could still ask the client if I could treat breast tissue without them requesting it. Which they did answer. Before you, before you go on with this, because I'm curious and I'll forget. Sorry, my memory's back because I smoked too much weed. Um, <laughs> with the answers that they gave you, the vague, unhelpful answers, 
would that change the course of, I know I probably shouldn't answer, would that change the course of what you do? In other words, are you just going to, would you just be like, fuck, I'm just going to do whatever I think is right anyway and move along? Or would you be like, "Mm, maybe I'm just going to completely err on the side of caution and not do this as much? I'm just curious. Um, If they had responded back and said um, no, unless the client requests it, you cannot treat it. I was going to actually go above the CMTO. I was going to go to uh, public health and figure out like where the chains were above the CMTO and try to get this the standard changed. Gotcha. Because what they've pretty much done by not allowing us to ask the client if they want breast tissue included in their treatment is actually taking away informed consent. Hmm. Because unless they know all of their treatment options, have not gotten informed consent from the client. Well, that's a good point. You are correct. Informed consent. It's one of those weird things lately. But sorry, I cut you off. Continue. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's a weird roundabout story. But I was very, well, saying going back to like the other standards, I was very upset by this because it's, I don't know, I like their right to choose what their treatment is and they should know that their breasts can get massage. Absolutely. Sidebar, when I had my breast massage for the first time, it was like I could breathe so much better and I just, I like to educate women that when they get that done, it's, it's a world of change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not just, not just women, men too, because it's just like, it's really stuck under there. I agree That's my you. rant. I agree with you. Was there any other communication with them? And did you end up getting any kind of solid? No, she's saying no, no, no answers. No, it, like I, so it was a follow-up question when I asked them about, oh, hey, there's no, treatment standards anymore and it wasn't even about like that I used to teach but it's like well where do I go when I have a question so I'm doing this technique or I have this question or a client has a question you always go back to the standards of practice and now suddenly there's no treatment standards and I was really really confused and they're like yeah no there's no more treatment standards I was like oh I was just kind of left like well what the fuck They're not hey, there anymore. Hey, I've noticed there's no treatment standards. Yep, you're right. <laughs> now that we've come to terms with this just the way it is, do we like this? Do we like these new these new changes? Do we like this 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 turn that the college is doing of being less prescriptive? Because that's kind of the intent, at least that's what it I'm is, gathering yeah. from all of this. From the changes of the quality assurance program saying, let's get rid of these three-year cycle and accounting hours of education. You figure out what makes you a better therapist. You go do whatever works makes sense for you and if it if it makes sense for your practice then cool that's education and and we'll count that because you can make heads or tails of how that's good for you so i can see how they're moving in that direction and therefore if they're just being consistent of that then it's like well we wrote it out use your judgment to figure out what it means that's continuing education the standards are like your basic are also there for your basic level and your basic entry level to practice So if you're a brand new RMT and you're trying to get ready for your OSCEs and your MCQs, you need your basic level before you're even thinking about anything else, where you want to go with your practice. You need to learn how to drive first. You need 10 and 2. And they've kind of, I feel, taken away your basic standing point. So interesting. I wonder how the the licensing exam will evolve based on this. Or will it it not even? I'm curious. So I had a friend friend who emailed um, the practice specialist. No, not the practice specialist, the um, the exam specialist, whatever okay. their title is, and asked, there's no technique standards anymore. Are your OSCEs going to change? And they just said no. That was their answer back. Just no. So then just I, no. No, no. There's, then I'm, yeah, then I'm going to guess then you, 
as a school, you'd have to really. I mean, you should be teaching as a school. You should probably be teaching to the interjurisdictional interjurisdictional competency because the 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 licensing exam has been reflective of that since I think 2015, yes. 2016 type of thing. Anyway, so sorry. Just going back to the like to the the board exams though, like you do OSCE prep. The stations are based directly off of the standards of practice. That's like correct. station one is like standard of practice three and four or whatever they are. I can't remember. But if those standards don't exist anymore, I don't know. I can't figure out a sentence that goes with that. But <laughs> what standards are going to go with what station? They have to change. I feel like it's almost like they're they're expecting us to just have common knowledge of what the old standards were so we still practice that way but now we've got these new less prescriptive standards and if you're just coming in as a new rmt yeah whatever your school told you <laughs> but it's, it's, it shouldn't be on the massage college like the miss like then you've pretty much taken away you know a standardized... you're, you're 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 right then because like how can someone who who has someone in 2000 in 2022 who has an unsuccessful attempt at their licensing exam and then they get the feedback that um, your issues were with testing and communication. And then you're like, okay, cool. Well, where do I go to understand how I went wrong? And they were like, I don't know, figure it out. Those standards like, don't exist there's anymore. There's no place to send somebody. It's, 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 it's a really interesting. I see. Now these are things that I wonder does count. Like I, I want, I want to be a fly on the wall during council meetings because these are things that I think should be brought up and I'm not saying that they're not brought up. Maybe they are brought up, but that's the whole point of being the fly on the wall. I want to hear how they get shot down. I want to hear how they get discussed. I want to hear one, do they even get brought up? Like does someone even consider these things? And then how do they go about discussing it? What is the, how do they reach that final decision? God damn it. I need to be a fly. I need to be a horrible human being in this world so I can come back as a fly. There's, what's that saying, like, horse before the carriage or whatever that is? Like, I feel like that's almost what they've done here is they've put these standards forward and they haven't really, I don't know, thought them through. They put the cart fully. before the horse. That's right. the one. Yeah, that's the one. And then there's also the other side that makes me wonder, like, you know, when you were just saying being a fly on the wall at a council meeting, um, is it because in their way they're listening to us? Is it because we wanted more autonomy? We wanted more freedom. We wanted the ability well, yeah. to use our professional judgment. Everything they've done, as Mark said, is becoming less and less prescriptive down to our quality assurance program, the new standards of practice. Even even like as you're saying, with the interjurisdictional competency document, the schools having standardized education. Like it's more like you've now been taught all the same stuff. Now you do the standardized exam. Now you're out in practice. Use your judgment, control your practice, you know what be I think, a professional. You know what I think we need? I think we need to, to, to get registered massage therapists in Ontario to be less fearful of the college. I think a lot of this comes down to the fear of the college and the college is going to lay down the hammer on me. And therefore, I want, I'm want i so scared to make a move without, the, without making sure it's okay with the college versus saying, I know what my fucking professional responsibilities are and I'm okay with what they are and I'm okay. I know the and laws. I, I, I know, know the, the laws. code of ethics. I feel very I comfortable working yep. within the box that I'm in. And the box that we're in is actually quite large. It's massive. We have a massive playing field. And I, I feel like a lot of massage therapists, they're so fearful that they make that box really small and tight. And they don't want to even move around that box very much. And forget trying to expand the box into the actual space of the box of what it is. They don't even want to do that because they're in fear that they're going to be doing something wrong where the hammer can come down. I think there needs to be a lot of work on making massage therapists feel way more confident in what they do and being way less fearful of and the maybe college. This will help. I think being less prescriptive is really going to further differentiate the 
the really, really great therapists from the ones that are phoning it in and just doing the bare minimum. But then then when we're going with this idea of being less fearful of the college, but then you have something like the peer assessment, which really fucks everything up. Yeah. Right. So like all of this stuff, it just makes it just it muddies it up. If we're trying to make it and I don't know if that's the goal, but if we're trying to be less prescriptive and therefore hopefully making people less fearful of the college, but then you have something like a peer assessment and then everyone's fucking scared of it because of the process of the peer assessment. It seems like it's all over the map. Yeah, I think they there was a little bit of a swing and a miss with the changes to the peer assessment based on what we're hearing. Do you ever think, do you ever think they'll one time just say, you know what, guys, we tried something here. Sorry, it, it went did wrong. not work. We're going to take that back. No, Didn't you ask no. that question already? Yeah, I did. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. It seems like they need to take a few things back. Why can't that be? Why does everyone fucking have to feel they're so right all the time and hang on to their fucking guns like there's like like I'm not I'm I'm impermeable to fucking change I'm impermeable to to to, to being wrong it doesn't make I've sense I've changed my mind probably four times even in this conversation Me so too, I don't so. understand it <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know what's funny though Amanda too is like after like you sent me your email correspondence back and forth, I started to change my opinion. It's like, you know what? Maybe I should just use my professional judgment more. And I was like, no, the CMTO should be clear. And it's like, I had a struggle with myself right but that's but that's why these conversations are important right because let's hear every angle of it and see you know is there an issue here is there not an issue here and even if there if there's not necessarily an issue i'm putting in air quotes there was enough of a question mark there that warranted a further discussion from the practice specialist even if the the ultimate answer was use your professional judgment. I think a little bit of a further discussion like we've had here to clarify it a little bit and to make you understand, well, this is why it's worded this way and this is what it means. But ultimately, the answer is you're a professional, use your professional judgment. But I, I think just throwing that at you was not helpful because, no, as I said, you were using your professional judgment. You were calling for clarification to make sure that there was no no misunderstanding when you were reading the standards. So I think that that was a swing and a miss from the college. Are we keeping score here? <laughs> I, I'm still in the first inning. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't think we should keep score against the CMTO because they're just losing. <laughs> oh. I, I'm just going to it. <laughs> Are they losing? I don't know, man. Like... It's so hard to say because I wish I, I wish I, I wish I was more mindful about what other regulatory colleges hap what happens with them and what their members say. Like for example, I'm I can a, I'm barely a, keep up with our college. I'm not trying to learn everybody else. I work with I work with a chiro and a physio, and I hear from them all the time. Your college is nuts. They say our college. They is say nuts? that. Eh? Yes, they they're like. Oh, I want to know why. I, Tell me why. Well. So when they were, when COVID started and they had to initiate all of the COVID policies, they had to make them at par between all of the colleges. Right. So not just what like Health Ontario said you had to do. They had to be like, okay, Cairo was saying this, Physio was saying this. Oh, and then the CMTO was saying that you have to do this, 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 and this, and this. It's like that with everything that comes out with yeah. like with healthcare workers. It's like we it's amazing that we go above and beyond. But sometimes it's the point like, do we, do we really need this? Do we really need everything that you just added on top of everything else? So why do we think the college tends to overcompensate? I was just going to say, is it's this, overcompensation. Is this like, is this like when, when, the, when the little dick dude guy buys like the fucking... Why, the, why do the, we have to go there? Buys the Ferrari? Why do we have to go there? I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> 
Is that, did, yes, so it did the CMTO, yes, it absolutely is. Does the CMTO is. have a small dick and they bought a Ferrari? Is that what we're saying? Or, so. or they're insulting us and we're the small dick people that they feel like they have to guide us a little bit more because we're trying to play in this same same arena as the Kairos and the physios and they don't feel confident enough in us to think that we can do that. Well, if they don't feel confident enough in us, then our exams aren't hard enough or the exams need to change or they need to do something else in order to give us our registration. So if they're not confident in our skills, then they did something wrong along the exam process. It's mm, really interesting. It's eh? like how many, how many like sexual assault complaints are there that come through with massage therapists more so than any other profession. Is Where it more, that, is it more that, so though? I don't know. Or maybe it's just heightened because, oh, another massage therapist did this. And because it's massage, it just, it's that much worse. I, right. I think so. Yeah. And that also, that's, that's hot news. That's, that's hot news when a massage therapist. Yeah. Because there's already a, yeah. a, underlying like sexual tone like like I said people think of massage and there's a lot of people I think if you again if you've listened to a number of episodes you've heard me say this before when I first told my mother's brother so my uncle um that I was going to be going to massage school he's like isn't that like a sex thing I'm like yes yes I'm t- I, yeah. uncle I'm telling you that I'm getting into the sex trade just openly like no big deal yeah that's what oh, I'm no, saying. My, my friends openly when I like I was 28 when I went back to school and they're like, oh, you're going to be giving happy endings. I'm like, really? I don't that, think I need you, to go to school to learn how to do that. Happy endings, the same sentence. Hey, man, some people probably do know to school. <laughs> I need to go to school <laughs> to give a happy <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm 46. I've had a couple happy endings and some of them were not good. <laughs> That's what your wife wants to hear. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's like, no, I got nothing to say now. No, I mean, you know, not at a massage parlor. I just mean in general. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. I don't know, man. Sorry, I don't know. I even oh. stop talking. Honestly, like when this episode comes out, I really hope that people are are interactive with it. I want to hear from other therapists who have read the standards and see like what do they think? Do they think that this is moving in the right direction? Do they think that we did need it to be a little bit less of a recipe, a prescription, whatever you want to call it? Or do they think that this is a step backwards and taking away some of the framework that especially as Yvonne mentioned, newer therapists are looking to for guidance? Uh, Do they think the wording is too ambiguous? And I mean, does does anybody think that the CMTO took people's feedback? Did a lot of people provide feedback about the new standards? Shaking my head again. Okay. (laughs) Why do you think they didn't take people's feedback? So you had mentioned this when you did your first episode about these standards. I think you had mentioned it. You're like, I don't think the, the CMTO listens to any of the feedback that comes You're through. You're right. I did say that because I said I read the draft and then the actual document comes out and I was like, well, that was a waste because it's exactly the same. And they have done that with every draft that they have pretty much sent out is like, please send us your feedback. And I, I read every single draft. I send my feedback for every single draft and there's never any changes between one and the other. Right. So what's the point? Well, there's definitely some voices that get heard and the RMTAO is the voice that gets heard loudest, right? I mean, have we seen minor changes in some of these documents, like the wording here and there to, to make more sense, but it doesn't change the overall messaging? Then, yeah, they I've seen that happen. But again, it doesn't change the overall messaging. So it's like, OK, well, we'll appease this group of people here that want this word changed because the context of what we're saying doesn't change anyway. So here. But I, I also I agree. 
agree with you guys. I feel a lot of it is like we check the box that we we surveyed our members because that's what we have to do as an organization. Yeah. We have to yeah. if we're going to create if we're going to create standards or we're going to change standards or we're going to change a bylaw, we have to we have to make notice of it and then we have to get people's input on it. Now that doesn't mean we have to do anything with their input that we're getting, but this is stuff that we just have to do as an organization. So sometimes Mark's just like the CNT, CMTO. I'll daily, ask your opinion, but daily I'm not really he for asks it. me for my opinions on things, and then I give him my opinion, that and he'll mean I'm it, it, use it, no, no, no. But this is the best part. He'll say to me, "Do you think that I should do this or this?" And then I'll say, "Oh, whatever works better for you." And he goes, "No, I really want your opinion on this." And then we'll go back and forth, and finally I'll say, "I think you should do it this way because of this, 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 this." Right. And he'll come back at me and say, "But this, this, this," and like, and then it goes back and forth, back and forth, and so ultimately I say, "Okay, so." It sounds to me that you've already decided over here. No, 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 no. no. So uh, it's not it's not necessarily that I've decided, but I might feel very strongly about something that I'm going to do. And I want to hear other people's ideas about this. That way I can kind of either solidify that, yes, this is something I really want to do, or it's going to give me a different point of view that I didn't have no, before. No, I know. I do, and then it's something for I me do to understand it. It's just so funny me, conversations for, that we uh, have. Absolutely. So for me, just because I ask your opinion doesn't mean I'm going to take your opinion, but I do want to hear it because that allows me to to process to, and come up with my answers a little Bit, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? So I'm I'm going to I'm I'm going to consult basically now just because I don't use what you're saying 100 doesn't mean that wasn't valuable. It's very valuable, and it might have been valuable in that it just solidified that this is the way I want to go about doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but that might be important. And then there's a lot of things that I just take. But I mean that's the idea. My so I get my it. favorite ones are when he'll ask my opinion on something. And I don't give any reason. I just say, I think A. No. And then he'll go to me, but I want to know your reasons. And eventually I'll say to him, well, my reason is because I actually think B, but I've noticed you always do the opposite of what I say. (laughs) See, to me, to me, it's it's not even the answer. It's, it's like, it's like, how did you arrive at your answer? Because I I want to hear the process because I want to know maybe I should have had that process too, or maybe I can steal part of that process in coming up with this. Like I'm looking for not an answer. I'm looking for everything. I'm looking for, how did you think about it? How did you position yourself with it? How did you come up with your solution? Okay. Maybe that'll help me. And, and just maybe that'll give me something else to work with because I'm only maybe working in my head by myself. Maybe you need to be more myself. than a fly on the wall at council meetings. I was just yeah. saying, I like to be a fly on the wall when Mark was in school and how he asked teachers questions because you have a brilliant mind. I, I, I don't have that. And I didn't really ask a lot of questions. You do have no. that. And I'm I, sure that your teachers sometimes. <laughs> no, 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 no. In school, I, I didn't participate much in school, to be honest with you. I was I was the guy. I, I don't participate much in life. You didn't, you didn't ask like questions that were like the teacher says one thing, but you argue with the teacher just to try to get like an alternate opinion. No, not in massage school. Massage school, I was very... I, I when I'm a super introvert period like and so when I'm in a when I'm in that type of setting I'm the kind of guy that sits in the corner of the room in the back and I try to not be visible and I try not to be heard. I just kind of hang yeah. out there. So that that's me in school. So I, I didn't really do that. But that that doesn't mean when I'm on break and I'm sitting next to someone that I'm really comfortable with that I won't have it out with them like how I would, you know what I mean? It, it does come out eventually, but not in a not in a larger public space like a classroom. No, just on the podcast. Plus, I don't like, yeah, because I don't like people looking at me. 
It's really strange. I really don't. Because like, so, so the masks right now is a good thing. He oh, loves I love them. the mask. I don't love the ma- I don't love the concept of we ha- we're supposed to be wearing masks, but I do like the idea of like I'm anonymous, man. Like that 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 I I I would have loved to wear a mask way before. Like Michael Jackson when he was wearing masks, I'm like that's cool. I want that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you might have been alone on that. <laughs> In the same way he walks around in like pseudo military outfits. Can I get those too? No, it's <laughs> Oh my. That's awesome. Is there anything else standard related that we didn't cover? Anything that you two can think of? Because if we're doing this, I want to make sure we cover everything. Now, the biggest one was like transparency and just like the wording of like, like you must not touch this. And the last that the client requests that, I just, I hated how that was worded and I just wanted clarification of it. And this like, no more treatment standards. Like, I don't know. I, the way that you worded it is like, if you were a new grad and if I was a new grad and suddenly I had that lack of guidance, I'd feel a little bit lost. And I actually downloaded the old, like the current standards of practice, which will soon be the new, the old ones, because I like that as a benchmark. And I feel like I'm going to be lost for a little while navigating these new standards without just having a, like, I know what to do when I do effleurage, but there's some really amazing key points in the old standards of practice that I think are missing from the new ones. You Good know, on I, you I think I really need you. to review the new ones again, like as we're having this conversation. I really haven't looked at it again you know what, since though? we did our a, podcast. A lot a lot of the material in the new standards of practice is not new, though. It's not. They're, they're actually from all different parts of the college website, all these different yeah. policies. So, for example, they have their standard now conflict of interest. Well, the college for the longest time had a conflict of interest document exactly. and all they did was take that document massage it around a little bit which they didn't really to be honest with you and now they made it a standard of practice right yeah. so i mean a lot of the material is not new but good on you for fucking even doing this yeah you know how many massage therapists are probably out there right now not even knowing like the standards are changing there's new standards i, I didn't even know that there's still massage therapists that call us up to this day saying how many ce how many ceus is this worth I'm like, are you are you from Ontario? Are you an RMT in Ontario? Yeah. How, when my cycle's over next year, I'm like, what? Where have you, where have you been? So you know, good on you for at least recognizing that hey, standards have changed, and I've read them, and I got questions on them. I think I think part of my strive was to review the standards, so I just better get on that. <laughs> easy strive component that should have been one of mine i had the really hard ones and i redid my strive this year and i didn't meet any of my goals and it's like it's devastating to look at <laughs> you know what it was a tough year yvonne it give yourself a, a break it was a tough COVID year it was my answer to everything it's COVID's fault COVID is still my answer to everything like i i just realized in the last two weeks i'm like yeah you know what i gotta stop using this excuse and i have made some positive changes but i'm sure you've heard me joke about it over and over on the podcast i'm like yeah like i don't work out anymore like i joke about it but it's actually been very true like i've kind of stopped taking care of myself so much you know like I, I feel like I'm not working out as much my bo- my mobility makes me sad like I used to have like hyper mobile shoulders and now I can barely reach behind me like it's it makes me sad all the good stuff's in front don't worry <laughs> <laughs> on that note I don't, know what I, mean. I don't even know what I mean by that but it felt good to say oh you're the best <laughs> Well, if if that's it, if we've covered everything we want to cover. I do have one question, though. Oh, he does. How would you have written that different, that section that we've been talking about? I would have taken it completely out. I don't think it's needed. Just like 
how they say it, like obtain the client's written informed consent prior to every assessment and or treatment of sensitive areas, including upper thighs, chest, wall, muscles, and the breasts. End of story. You don't even need to be like, unless the client requests the breast tissue. Why did you even need to go there? You're right. You know what? It didn't need to be there because... I like you can look at it from the sense that like, okay, well, then there might be a therapist who takes advantage of this idea and suggests breast massage for everything. Well, that therapist was going to do that no matter what. And this, by the way, is also isn't changing that therapist from doing that. So that little piece is actually meaningless and useless. And it's just really making going back to that is hypersexualizing the breast yes, tissue. It, it is. just doesn't, it can just be taken out. You know what? That's something, honestly, that that suggestion makes a ton of sense. Yep. And I, if I were you, I would, I would, I I would I would rally that to the RMTAO. Okay. I would I would approach the RMTAO with that. They've already kind of done this stuff, but you know what? I would approach that and be like, "Hey, this is this is the problems that I've had with this. This is the interpretation issues that I've had. I've come up with my interpretation of it, but if I'm having this issue, then there's definitely a lot of other people are. The college didn't really assist me in any of this, and I think that maybe working it like this might make more sense for a lot of people. You know, that might be something that they can get behind. I Look, think I would finally." Somebody's giving you some advice, Yvonne. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's Mark. <laughs> yeah, don't ever and it's to advice that. that I agree with. Jeez, oh, if if the, I shouldn't if, say that, should I? If it's <laughs> exactly because if 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 the world has now come to listening to what we say. <laughs> We should get all see my face right oh, now. Helen a handbag. <laughs> Helen a handbag. Unbelievable. No, you guys are awesome. You challenge some really great points in our in our profession. So it needs it needs to be challenged. It needs to be like we need to talk about these things. You know what? Thank you. Thank you for recognizing that. And thank you for looking beyond the, the, the fucking F word. Every no, she once likes while. the fucks. Right? But, I like the F word. <laughs> I like the F bombs. You know, like sometimes when someone, when someone wants to shit on, on the podcast because of the language, I'm like, did you not hear the really fucking really interesting, helpful uh, interview that we did with 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 our crack addict that came in and talked about addiction? Where were you when we were talking implants, breast implant illness? Where were you when we were talking about mental health issues? Where were you when we were talking about concussions? No, you're zoning in on the F words. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Seriously, if that's your takeaway, then you are fucking dumb. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. That's awesome. I'll stop. He's looking at me and apologizing because the last couple of days he's been uh, he's been on fire. <laughs> it's like we're adults. If you can't deal with adult language, do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. There's just, I mean, in my opinion, and I, I know that not everybody thinks the way I do, nor do I expect everyone to think the way I do, although apparently these days we must all think the same. Um, I think there's bigger problems in the world than somebody using a word that really doesn't have to hold any weight if you don't allow it to. It's a word. I also think people are just way too angry for the stupidest reasons. Too angry. So angry. That's, that's so me. angry. <laughs> that was me right now. <laughs> Mark's angry all the time, but it's not real anger. It's passion. <laughs> anyway, Yvonne, thank you right for on. your emails. And thank you for even putting up with me as we went back and forth and back and forth. And I flip flopped and 
This was a good discussion and I'm happy we had it. And I hope other people find value in this and maybe take the time to really go and read the new standards mm-hmm. and see, are there other issues? Are there things that are possibly affecting your practice? And do you voice your concerns to the CMTO? Do you use the RMTAO when you need someone in your corner? Because as Mark said, we can sit here and complain all fucking day long, but unless we're coming up with solutions or doing things about it, then um, we're wasting our breath. Nothing's going to happen. And I don't really feel like wasting my time. My time is precious. My time's not, but I don't want to waste it anyway. Can we do one more thing before we head out? Can you bring your face really close to the camera, pull your bangs back? Because I want to see if you do look different. (laughs) (laughs) She does look different. And if I take off my glasses, it's even worse. Like, who like, are you It's now? like Clark Kent Superman. Who oh, my are God. You? Oh, there we go. <laughs> I saw I, oh, I saw a meme like that. Oh, it was a, a picture of, do you know who Zoe Deschanel is? Yeah, the actress. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. know who she is, Yvonne? Yeah. yeah. I saw a side by side of Zoe Deschanel as we usually She's know a new her. Girl? Is that yes. A new girl? I okay. love New Girl. Such a good show. And her sister's on Bones. Love that show. Yes. And so I didn't mm. know they were siblings until recently. But anyway, um, I saw a picture of her as we usually know her with her thick bangs and her glasses. And then a side by side where she had no bangs and no glasses. And the caption was, Now I know how nobody knew Clark Kent was Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging. This was fun. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.